go. No, you go. Okay, I'm Haley. And I'm Syra. We love learning. We love discovering. And we love talking. Are we experts on literally everything? Absolutely not. But how will we learn if we never start the conversation? So, we hope you'll join us for this literal journey. So, Syra, what do you think about our fame that we've been, we, we have, we're literally famous already. Haley, uh, I'm checking now, but last time I checked, we had made 18 cents. And I just want to yeah. give a shout out to, to everyone, I think. Everyone, yeah. I think everyone, yeah, that's at least got to be at least five people that have at listened. Least. At least five. So, Shout out to Anchor for helping us <laughs> be awesome and use this other source of income. Sorry, we're at 19 cents. 19 cents. <gasps> I'm seeing that now, Haley. I, yeah. How are we going to? But it's, it's okay. We're not doing it for the money. <laughs> we're not doing it for the money. I mean, 19 cents is, that's, I just like having other reasons, you know, why, why we're doing a podcast like this. <laughs> right, right. I, I was I was starting with our podcast famous banter, but um, we I think we should have a little bit more banter to choose from. So, let's uh, is do you think there's maybe like a banter, uh, like randomizer generator on the web? Let's we could <laughs> random banter, <laughs> some small talk <laughs> generator. Mm. Bless you. Mm-hmm. And this is all because um, one of a few a couple of our friends after listening to the podcast, have said that they would like for us to talk a little bit more about ourselves. And if you know anything about Haley and I, (laughs) that, excuse me, Haley and me, that is uh, like our kryptonite. Haley E. Joe. um, (laughs) That's like our kryptonite, having to do that on purpose. Yeah, but it's talk forever. Yeah, but, I was just like, going to say, we love right. talking about ourselves in particular. But not on, not when asked, not on purpose. Yeah, I think. or it just, like, feels awkward. Like, we want to make this podcast, like, super, like, just, like, we're just chilling, you know? We're just chilling, talking about, talking about black holes, you know, talking about mm-hmm. resonance and, you know. I love black holes. Yeah. Um, I I would say yeah. that. Of all of the holes, maybe they <laughs> they would be my favorite hole. <laughs> okay, so I found okay, so oh, how yeah. about this? Mm-hmm. Um what the conversation generator says, what is the last dream that you remember? Oh. Oh, I think I've got one. Okay, let's hear it. Unfortunately there were no black holes in my dream. Mm. But I dreamt I think there was, like, a zombie apocalypse kind of thing going on. Okay. But the, like, the people that were, quote-unquote, zombies, they weren't actually, like, zombie-looking. Like, they kind of just acted like everybody. Okay. And then, so there was, like, that going on. So we were trying to, like, run away. And, like, all my friends wanted to, like, drive down south. And I was like, no, we have to stay in Michigan because, like, my boyfriend and my family is here. And they were like, oh, let's all drive down south. But then also, 
I didn't know who was a zombie or not, you know? So uh-huh. my mom's going to hate this segment because she hates when people talk, so, talk about their dreams. <laughs> my, my mom's pet peeve is when someone says like, oh, let me tell you about my dream last night because it's, oh. it's people going like saying, spewing nonsense and then um, like not really being able to remember everything. And so she's just mm. like, just nodding and smiling. Like, people but yeah, Ooh. so Haley, really quickly. I think that's a, in, in the middle of our segue into the episode, I would mm-hmm. like to segue into really quickly um, giving a shout out to a special lady and that is Haley's mom. Mm-hmm. And we want to thank her so much for the help that she's given us. Um, just bringing this podcast together and bringing our dream to life. And we want to dedicate this episode, episode three to Heather. Um, yeah. Yay. Okay. So anyway, hey, back to, back to <laughs> your dream. <laughs> yeah. My really, my really cohesive understanding of a dream. Um, right. But yeah. I th- so the, yeah, we were trying to like go down South to like get away from the apocalypse going down, going down, sure. like maybe out of the winter weather. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, we have to stay because of my boyfriend and my family. Mm. And um, I was, like, getting annoyed at everybody. And then everybody hated me <laughs> to, to, like, add on. <laughs> Everyone that I was with were, like, the previous night, they were, like, talking about me. And then this other person came and was like, oh, my God, Haley, they were, they were talking about you all night. <laughs> like, they hate you, basically. And I was like, why does everyone hate me? <laughs> And why did they want to take me down south? But yeah, that was a, that was a dream I've I've last remembered. Anyways, what was your dream? Yeah, that you were most that you that remember? I remembered. Um, I actually do have one uh, that I had last night, and it was very strange. Um, and I have a lot of specific people that were in my dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will try my best to not say any names um <laughs> so so in in my dream uh <laughs> it was like a weird situation it was i was in this huge like rally slash meeting of basically everyone that i know uh, i had some friends from work were there and some maybe not so good friends from work just a lot of co-workers were there <laughs> um you were there uh, Owen was there, uh, and some people from church were there. Okay. And so, so just a lot of like, uh, just gambit people that I know. And there were these things where you had to, you had to go through them. They were like metal detectors to come into the conference slash rally or whatever. I still okay. don't even know what the point was. Oh, there were even people from my school there. So just everyone. Okay. Um, and so I was put in charge of people walking through the metal detectors detectors except they weren't metal detectors they were political sway detectors so like whoever you more identified with for example (laughs) it wouldn't say like it wouldn't say like oh you're a democrat or republican or independent when you walk through Mm -hmm. the detector it would tell you like exactly what percentage of each you were oh my god your dream is so much like kind of cooler than uh Oh, uh, no, no, no. It, so it was, it's, don't worry, it turns out to be really lame. But so Good. that, that is what happened. And the only reason I'm having like a pretty decent time explaining this is because I told Owen about it. He did not care when I first woke up, of course. but I, I was able to tell him about it slightly 
uh, shortly after I had the dream. So I kind of do remember it a little right. bit better. Um, so anyway, yeah. So the people would walk through the detector and it would say exactly what percentage of political party you believed in, like your truest. So like, say for example, like if I believed, oh, this party was more right than this party, then I, but then I told you a lie, like the metal detector or (laughs) politics detector would be able to pick up like what was the truest in my heart. I knew it. I knew you were that. (laughs) I didn't want to tell you, but (laughs) (laughs) the truth's out everyone um so anyway so that's what happened and then so I was put in charge of helping people come through that and then I had a I have a coworker currently who was in the stream and this person decided that they wanted to take the temperatures because I guess we were still in COVID times they wanted to take the temperatures of the people walking through this detector but really it was just a ruse to see what people's political leanings were and I could tell that but I didn't really know how to say like hey what you're doing is wrong or so I just kind of let it happen and this person was talking to the friends that they have like in real life people that their co-workers with that they are usually talking to and they were talking about another one of our co-workers and saying really mean things about the other co-worker so that was it <laughs> then I will go oh. <laughs> told you okay so dream you. analyzers out there analyze our dreams and then I'm gonna analyze our dreams just like get back to us about it I'm gonna analyze them my my analysis of your dream is that you just like Michigan you love your family and you don't want to go somewhere else and also um yeah. you probably should stop watching zombie things at night probably yeah well I think I also I always do like to analyze like what I would do I think maybe I was just thinking about this the other day like oh if there was a zombie apocalypse what would I do how would I get to like all my family members and my boyfriend and my friends just in case cell phones get cut out for some reason I always think about all those things right and I think maybe your dream is you're very suspicious of everybody you're very you like to analyze people, and so maybe mm. it's an analyzation, and then you love politics. <laughs> you just love them so much. Um, Both those things are so true. Just wish we had a we had a um, something to detect <laughs> someone's political standpoint. Oh man, I'm I'm almost glad that we don't. But strangely enough, I do remember that my percentage uh, uh, going through the politics detector was fifty three percent. But I cannot tell oh, you. Okay. I don't know what it was 53% of. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, that's all I that's all I know is that I was right in the right. middle. 53% of whatever the deal was. Good for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> we love banter, but what we love more is not doing that. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> is doing any literally anything else but that. <laughs> Okay, so thank you for tuning into our third podcast episode, and we do want to thank you all for the support that we've gotten from these first two episodes, especially, again, we want to give a shout out to Heather, Haley's mom, and for her awesome support in helping us with ideas for the podcast, as well as spreading the word about Lash. Today, Haley is going to take it away with a topic about black holes. 
more specifically, a woman who greatly supported the first photo of one. So, before we get into this awesome lady and black holes in general, I want to bring up a movie that most people most people might have already seen. And if they haven't seen it, they should definitely check it out because, I mean, it's one of my boyfriend's very top most favorite movies. Um, and they use a lot, of, a lot of accurate science in it. So, Zyra, have you ever seen Interstellar? I have. And I was going to say that if you're like Jesus, then not only have you seen this movie, you have seen this movie 200 million times. Yeah. <laughs> he has seen it 200 million. I think he's actually, I actually think he's seen it about eight times, mm. which is, which is kind of 200 million in the movie world. <laughs> I would say that on the scale, yeah. on the graph of movies scale. It's hard for me to watch a movie more than once, so <laughs> he does love this movie. But yeah, so when you've seen you, so you've seen this movie, and do you remember the image of the black hole that they feature in this movie? I definitely do. Okay, all right, and I also have pictures posted um, on this uh, on our on this document I have for you to see. So if you want to reference those pictures, how? How accurate do you actually think that this, you know, say you don't have any black hole knowledge of all, at all, how accurate do you think that that image was? Like, could you, can you make sense of that? Okay, so I am um, kind of an idiot. However, now, now I am looking at the, the Im- <laughs> I said I'm looking at the idiot. <laughs> now I am looking at the image and um, I feel like maybe just based on what I know about a black hole, the light gets sucked into it even. And I'm looking at this dark sphere in the middle and then kind of the light around it. So it seems to me that based on just that small understanding that it could be pretty accurate because Mm -hmm. it's sucking the light into it. And then the light that's left over is kind of like the light that is didn't get sucked in is kind of sitting around the black hole sucky part um but mostly when i look at it i think of the image of um the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy little planet symbol oh interesting Mm. so that's my expertise can i tell you you are not an idiot (laughs) i think you analyzed that perfectly that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) and i you know i encourage our um i'll be mentioning actually a lot of images as we go ahead and um, talk about black holes. Um, And so I encourage you, yeah, look at the image of the black hole from Interstellar. And so I think you got it exactly right. And I will elaborate more on that and why um, they actually call this image uh, one of the most accurate representations of science in a movie. Because... They actually were able to do this because of, um, they hired a theoretical physicist, uh, Kip Thorne, to basically help in the creation, in the imagery of the black hole. Um, And we have had, uh, we have had a lot of representations of black holes and what they, we think that they should look like because of Einstein's general relativity. And figuring that out. So we kind of understood what a black hole is supposed to look like. And so exactly, yeah, they put this in Interstellar. I th- I honestly think it's super cool that they were a- able to make it 
pretty pretty accurate uh, science-wise. I think that's why people like the movie because they watch the movie and they're like, especially if they have science-oriented minds and maybe know a little bit about black holes in general or kind of how science works. Of course, they don't have everything right in Interstellar. And I'm actually going to tell you a little bit about why this black hole isn't as accurate as the one we have a actual picture of but um it is a good it is a good representation and what makes the movie so cool i'm glad that you said that um not everything in interstellar is 100 percent factual uh Mm -hmm. because when you asked me a couple like a week ago or so if i knew like what the the picture of the black hole looked like in the movie mm-hmm. you're like that was an accurate representation and i was like wait a black hole looks like a bookshelf <laughs> oh, yeah yeah have you seen the movie <laughs> <laughs> so, so i i was happy to know i mean i guess i wouldn't have been sad to know but i i was happy to know that a black hole does not necessarily look like a bookshelf So, and actually that's a good thing that you bring up because I kind of want to talk about that just a little bit to kind of understand black holes. And that's what I'm going to talk about now. I I don't want to go too much into the science of black holes actually today, because I want to talk more about the science of taking a picture of a black hole, but to help understand that specifically. So in, in interstellar, he goes into the black hole and he basically sees like a bookshelf of time. And so that is basically their, uh, under like their theoretical, like, Oh, maybe this is what an in- the inside of a black hole looks like. Um, and that you, it connects all of space and time so that he can go to the future and the past all in once. And that's what that bookshelf oh. representation of is. Um, oh, this is strictly looking at the outside of the black hole. And so in that depiction of the outside of the black hole, they did get it pretty accurate. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so basically like a little bit of how do black holes work. So when a star dies, it collapses in on itself and explodes, creating a supernova. It then becomes a singularity. Um, but basically all of these terms mean that when a star dies, it becomes this, like, it's, it's weird to think about it, but it becomes at the same time volumeless. So like no volume, but infinitely dense. So these things are like, oh, I forgot how many times as dense as the sun, but crazy amounts more dense than the sun, like infinitely dense. Um, and so because of the, how dense these black holes are, everything, literally everything gets sucked into it, including light and including time, kind of, or, or space time. Um, and this is how they kind of show that black holes themselves can almost like warp space, like warp time and space. And you get into all of those, like, I feel like those are all movie terms, like the space time (laughs) of the the quantum, (laughs) all that stuff. But so, yeah. And you can also kind of understand a black hole as if you imagine a silly putty and you stretch it out And then you drop a marble in the middle of the silly putty and it all kind of like comes down to the middle and stretches everything into the center. 
that's kind of how you could you could describe a black hole. So if you're looking at the interstellar black hole itself, you, there's kind of a, they view it as a kind of like a ring almost around the outside. Okay. And it almost looks like Saturn kind of, like Saturn's ring. Yeah. What is that? What's the like flat part that's sitting in the middle? So I think that is basically all of the gas and hot, like hot plasma that's starting to get sucked in to the mm. hole. So it's, so it's like all of these like little particles, gas, um, yeah, the uh, gravitational pull on a black hole bends all of this, uh, or not bends right now, but it, it does kind of like suck into the black hole itself. Okay. So yeah, it kind of creates like a ring of light there. And so the black hole's gravitational pull also makes this hot plasma go like insanely fast. And so that's why it glows so much because it's mm-hmm. it's like just going crazy fast. And then because of how black holes warp space, that's why we get the circle that we see of the black hole. Okay. And so wait, why is it why is it a circle and not like some other shape? Like not an ellipse or I guess it's just kind of like, Sarah, have you ever seen one of those? I'm just kind of bringing this out of, pulling this out of my head. But have you ever seen the, like those things at the mall where you like put a penny in it and it goes around in a circle? And then what does it do? And then it, no, like it just like you put the penny in and then it like starts going like really big around the circle and then it goes like. Oh, it's like a funnel-y type yeah, thing and like then it, it comes out the bottom. Yeah, so I think everything is, like, coming into a circular motion. I don't know. I, I feel like a circle is most standard in Doppler effects, you know? Like, every, like things are made to motion in circles. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Like, and because it, it's at a, it's at a, it's like a singularity. So it's one point. So if, like, I wouldn't really think about it like, like an orbit, because an orbit can have a different pattern because of, like, different gravitational pulls. But if you think of just, like, one point at the center of something, and it's spinning around that, it's going to spin in a circular, in a circular, circular Right, because the, like, the, I guess it's kind of even, even pull around it. Exactly, even pull. I guess I could have literally just explained it like that. (laughs) That's what I've got. No, you helped, you helped me to be able to say that. Good, good. So, yeah, so we've got this, so we've got this hot plasma going around this circle, but kind of it's it's starting at that the Saturn ring looking looking part. Jesus, my wonderful boyfriend, he knows so much about black holes and all these things. He he brought up uh, an an analogy that he's found in order to kind of explain why we see the front of the the black hole and the back of it at the same time. So it'd be like if I was looking at you, Syra, at your face. Okay. Not only can I see your face, but I can also see the back of your head at the same time. It sounds frightening. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's yeah. a weird thing to think about. But that's that's how black holes work. They do they do wrap um, space around, which is really hard to understand. Super hard to understand. Um, and I encourage our listeners to actually um, watch videos on why black holes do this and how this actually works. Um, but I want to kind of stop there with kind of the descriptions on how black holes work and get into the main, the main point of the 
the talk. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Do you know if they look differently? Like the back of my head looks different, I assume, than mm-hmm. the than my face. Mm. Do you know if the black hole front looks different than its back? So to explain that, I think I'm going to talk about another image that I just put into our document because although black holes do a circular ring like we just talked about where everything is pulled into one point, mm-hmm. black holes actually, depending on the viewing angle, look a lot different. So so those you see those bottom, um, they look like almost record players. Oh, yeah. And I'm also seeing now how that second and third one in the first row looks a lot like the interstellar picture as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so what I'm referring to for our listeners is basically I put in, put in this picture that shows different angles of a black hole from something that looks like the, the black hole in interstellar to basically a top view of that where it looks like kind of a record player. And so it really just depends on the angle you're looking at because of how black holes warp space and time. And, and this is exactly why I don't want to get into a little bit, like a lot about it because I don't know a whole lot about it where I could really speak to it. I would rather like if you're encouraged to look at um, videos, hopefully we just actually started a YouTube channel and we will be posting videos there. But we also might create a playlist of videos that we like to support our podcast with, like good other educational things that we found and we like. And I'll be putting something about black holes there to hopefully explain other things about them. 